Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route to the program where we gather every day at this time, Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption, which I'm pretty sure, J.C. Cole, we've got about nine out of ten of those solved coming to us from undisclosed location in New Jersey. J.C. Cole. Yes, undisclosed. And, uh, Yes, and uh, food consuming went very well yesterday, 4th of July. <laughs> I had some good yeah. friends call up and and uh, had a barbecue and went down and ate unhealthy food and had a very good time. Uh, so, so relaxed. Dare I ask what you consider unhealthy food? Well, uh, the margaritas. There's nothing unhealthy <laughs> about a margarita. Okay, the salt. The salt will kill you. <laughs> so will water, and yet it's essential. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, so, so basically barbecue, you know, as long as you have some good uh, vitamins with the barbecue, it balances it out. But, uh, yeah, so, um, it was quite nice. What kind of a, a I got to know your meat selection and what you consider a barbecue. Well, it was barbecued ribs, as far as I know, uh, pork ribs. <laughs> as far as you know. Might have been muskrat. I don't know, but they were good. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I looked in the garbage can and said, made by Bill Gates. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. It was all crickets. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting scary out there. So it's been one hell of a busy week, and it's not. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, we, uh, yeah, as remember, uh, as you noticed, um, we mentioned last week, um, that you gotta, if you can, you gotta prepare for large hail. And, uh, what was it? One day went by <laughs> and, uh, um, somebody, uh, you interviewed got nailed with a massive hailstorm. Baseball size hail, Bryson Miller shared with us last Thursday from Brush, Colorado, Northeast Colorado, got pummeled with hail. Right. And uh, there was hail I heard about the next day in North Dakota. Um, I heard about hail in places that had never even seen hail before. So, yeah, you were on top of that one. Yeah, and uh, there was a record-breaking 13-ounce hail stone, um, which was six inches long in in uh, North Texas, you know, and, and uh, you just got to figure out how fast that thing's traveling. And, and, um, and you know that it could be deadly. You know, so. I mean, you were so spot on JC that now the most common sentiment I'm asked is, uh, is JC controlling the weather? Because every time he talks about it, it happens. He must be mod- modifying weather. That's uh, That's why I'm in a, Undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> so any form of hail can't get me. I know. I get it. <laughs> right. No, it's, um, uh, you know, I, I just followed the news that makes sense. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that uh, know how to, let's say, uh, predict a bit of the future and, and our, you know, our, our weather is going to change dramatically where we're going to get these uh, atmospheric rivers. And along with atmospheric rivers will come massive hail. 
um, um, storms. So, uh, so, you know, I, I, the best I can think to do is just to make sure if you can have a whole bunch of walk-in shelters for your animals. Um, uh, I just repeat in cattle country, that's not happening, but they'll find protection. They'll find trees and banks and things that'll give them protection. But I just want to mention the week, I think Thursday or Friday before Memorial Day, this doesn't get any national attention because it's McCook, Nebraska. McCook, McCook, Nebraska, I would guess the annual rainfall is around 18 inches. It's a little drier than we are, and we're about 2022. Right. Thursday, I think it was Thursday night before Memorial Day, McCook, Nebraska got 15 inches overnight. Washed right. out bridges and bridges, including train bridges. Um, that's an atmospheric river, but gets no attention because it's McCook, Nebraska. Right. And these things are going to start happening all, all around. Um, and you just got to be able to respond quickly. Well, the first is try not to be in that location, um, you know, uh, not not wise to be near rivers. Uh, and yet that's where everybody went for the 4th of July Independence Day celebration. <laughs> hey, that is true. I need to give an update. You know, a week ago today, I was in Montana. And a week ago tonight, I went to the public hearing in Columbus, Montana, just miles down from where the bridge, you're going to love this story, JC, where the train derailment occurred. I was at the train derailment. Well, as close as the EPA would let me get last week, a couple of days. Would you like to guess what year the bridge that collapsed was built in? Oh, just uh, random. I would guess 1930s. Yeah, you'd be way wrong. Oh, okay. 1917. <laughs> not way wrong. That's, 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 that's only uh, uh, 15 years. 20 years. 20 years off. Anyway, uh, yesterday, now I'm on the EPA news list, and yesterday all rail cars are now out of the river. But something occurred that I just wanted to have a discussion with you about, and, and that is that this – this person from the EPA just didn't set well with me. I know it's hard to figure that somebody representing the federal government didn't set well with me. But molten sulfur was one of the items that is has gotten into the river. And these globular chunks of molten sulfur. And somebody asked a question that she couldn't answer. So she said, well, we have Paul, a biochemist here. And Paul stands up and he says, there is no danger with the sulfur. The, the sulfur in the water is not an issue. Sulfur's been in water forever. And, and really, there's just no way you can get enough sulfur that would be a problem, which, by the way, I agree with. And so afterwards, I went over there and I said, hey, I'm just curious. If sulfur is really not a human health hazard, then why is it that your EPA banned sulfur from diesel fuel and now we have such a deficiency of sulfur in the atmosphere that farmers are forced to add sulfur into the fertilizer mix. <laughs> he says, he says, Oh, that's a great question. And he gives me this 
long convoluted answer that ends up being that the sulfur in the atmosphere is a gas. And when it rains, it creates an acid rain and it causes a problem. I said, time out. You take sulfur, you put it in a gaseous state, which means you have two parts of oxygen that goes along with the sulfur. And then you add a little H2O to the sulfur with some oxygen. And that somehow is dangerous when the sulfur itself in its element form on Earth wasn't dangerous. <laughs> and he said, JC, you're going to love this. He said, well, to be honest, I'm from the East Coast, and you guys just think different out here than we do. <laughs> well, there we go. Oh, Prince, Prince, I said, I can't you. wait to tell JC. This guy's from I've the East Coast. To... He thinks different yeah, than I yeah. do. Kevin and I have been trying to tell you that for the last three years. <laughs> I mean, it's like, who's buying this nonsense you're telling people? And he, But I, I suppose at some level he can't tell you anything different because the EPA bans sulfur. And well, you, right, you just can't come out and say say the truth. I mean, they they they're just lying about everything, everything, and that's that's one of the 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 things. Uh, there was a report this week, right? They lied about Afghanistan, they lied about Iraq, and they're lying about Ukraine. They also lied about uh, Vietnam. They lied about Pearl Harbor. They lied about um, uh, 9-11. They're lying about everything, you know, and and um, I guess, you know, the apocalypse means the unveiling. We're, we're getting the truths unveiled about how they're lying. And, of course, they just come back to you and lie more. Yeah. Right. And, and actually, the United States government officially removed the law forbidding propaganda by the U.S. government to the people. So I guess they, they, they think it's legal that they can have propaganda to the people. And, 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 and you wonder why people are upset. Um, I have found know. the two guys on the East Coast that think like we do out here in the West. J.C. Cole, Kevin Jenkins. One of them's with us today, J.C. Cole. We're back with more Roll Route after this. Let's take a moment and talk about culture. I'm talking about the culture of agriculture, the culture of resource providing, and Colorado's been on the forefront of that since the beginning of Colorado. In fact, the forefathers in the cattle business saw the opportunity to convene in Denver in what is now called the National Western, and what I'm doing is asking for the convening 2024 to be about the culture of Colorado and resource providing, nationalwestern.com for details. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose, the day after Independence Day 2023. Yes. So, so things are, um, actually, I hate to say it this way, but looking bad in, um, uh, in, uh, Europe. And, uh, you've got, um, you've got the Russians saying that the Ukrainians are going to, um, 
hit this Zaporozhets uh, nuclear plant. And you get the Ukrainians saying the Russians are going to hit the Zaporozhets Ukrainian plant. And and uh, so if you got both sides saying it, it probably will happen. And of course, now you got NATO changing the rules, saying that if any of their members are affected by nuclear uh, nu- nuclear issues, then that's an attack on their members. So this could get ugly real fast, real quick. Um, and uh, Russia has, uh, has has clearly said that um, they will use nuclear weapons to defend themselves. So, JC, I asked Andrew a question on Across the Pond this morning that he couldn't answer, but his answer is incorrect. I'm going to ask you. I personally know people that are going to the Ukraine and coming home and completely hoodwinked into what the narrative is instead of what's actually happening. And what's actually happening is Zelensky is bringing about a fraud that makes it look like Russia is protecting themselves. I no doubt about that. I have no doubt about that. But most of what is happening in the Ukraine is at the hands of the Ukrainian government, not the Russian government. And these and these people who come home from Ukraine are completely hoodwinked into Russia's a problem. And, and I think they're going to get them in the end. How does that happen? Well, I think it, I think that the, the key there is that uh, you're looking at how uh, the humans make a decision on their belief systems. Right, you know, and um, that um, they're they're not looking at both sides of the story, and and therefore make an opinion. And of course, uh, the other interesting thing is that as humans, if we see something devastating, um, um, you know, like our common sense goes out the window, mm-hmm. um, and and we're very vulnerable. Nine eleven was an excellent example. We were very vulnerable to suggestions when we're in trauma. So if you go, you know, for an average American to go to a war zone creates trauma. I mean, there, there, you know, there's people that were killed and damage done. And this is traumatizing. And as soon as you're traumatized, you can be wide open to suggestions. You look at 9-11, within two hours, they told us who did it. Who actually didn't do it, but once it got in your brain, now they uh, they say you know it's um, uh, it's easier to uh, convince somebody of a lie than to try and convince them that they've been lied to, and and there you have it. I think that was Samuel Clemens, right? Yes, and um, and so now now this is all playing out. The Russians have been. In my view, very straightforward. They're, they're saying they're denazifying Nazi, uh, Ukraine, and there's huge amount of evidence that there are Nazis in Ukraine, in the Ukrainian army. And um, one of their heroes was one of the worst Nazis of World War II. Um, this is documented. You know, you had the Israelis, you know, giving supplies to the Nazis. Um, so, so what's what's that about? Um, you know, uh, and, and you just have to look at some of the issues and, and realize we're being lied to. 
for instance, you have both the United States and, and Britain supplying depleted uranium to Ukraine to defend the Ukrainians by what? Destroying their farmland, the, the largest uh, breadbasket in Europe for, for a thousand years? You know, uh, this is all being lied to. And it, and my view is that what happens, the, the, the bloodlines that really control this world are going to be exposed for pedophilia, child sacrifice. The mo- the movies coming out now, what is it? Um, sound, um, the Sound of Freedom. The Sound of Freedom, which I recommend going and seeing. And, uh, and, um, there, there are now some, uh, whistleblowers coming out, um, you know, saying Ukraine was the, um, was the, the one of the, the main area for producing adrenochrome from children. Um, you know, this is, this is what's happening and they're trying to cover it up and they're trying to start World War Three as fast as possible. So that it um, it uh, um, it basically covers up uh, crimes against humanity and the theft of uh, you know a, a few quadrillion dollars over the last hundred years. So JC, yesterday Kelly and I went to Central City, Nebraska, who had a fantastic Independence Day celebration, a parade, but. They have, and I'd never stopped there. And I, and I try to make a habit of stopping at memorials because I love small town USA who do these fantastic memorials for losses of, of sacrifices during war from the local community. But Central City had more detail about more wars than any I've ever seen. It was incredible. But I think the number, I've got it on video, I think the number they're estimating just Vietnam potentially 2 million people died just during the Vietnam war. That's Vietnamese, not counting the others. And if you look at what happened during world war one and the Russian deaths, and if you want to tie Stalin into that, which I think I can do the wars that have limited population growth throughout the course of history have been unbelievable. So today we're all excited that we have people trying to reduce the world's population when in fact, what you just described has been at play since I don't know when creating these wars. If maybe if nothing else, they're hiding something and or population control. It's nothing new. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily just say population control. I would call, call it the death that um, the, the, the Russian um uh revolution was funded by the Kazarians. World War One was started by the Kazarians. World War Two was started by the Kazarians. And now World War Three is clearly being started by the Kazarians, which we would call the neocons. They have this bloodlust, right? I and and the only thing I can explain it as that makes any sense is that their God is is the is an evil God. And that um, uh, um, lives on human misery, and that's in the Bible. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know the the, the God of uh, Babylon, right? And you know where you sacrifice your child to a burning god. Well, that's human misery, 
And 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 now now they're saying, you know, well, uh, if, oh, if you challenge us, they're anti-Semitic. No, I, I have nothing against Semites. Right? Um, you know, that's just another lie. There, and now it's it's about ready to break. And you got to figure out who the the enemies of Russia are. The, I mean, the Russian people. Well, Stalin was an enemy of Russia. He was Georgian, and and uh, he killed more Russians than anybody else. Well, who else killed them? The Nazis. Where are the Nazis? Ukraine. I, I, white people can't put this together. It's just amazing, right? And who's linked to the Nazis? George Bush Senior. Clearly, right? And, you know they infiltrated our government, and 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 now this is all playing out, and people go just can't believe it. Uh, you know? in, in case people want to throw a fit about you saying that George Bush is linked to the Nazis, it's documented. Nobody even argues that his father, Prescott Bush, financed the Nazis. Right, right, and 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 uh, again, you know, just read the book by uh, Jim Mars. It's all documented, right? And and so, so we are going into basically World War Three, and it may go nuclear um, this week. Mm-hmm. And and you got to understand who you know the enemies of 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 uh, Russia, the ones who funded the the Bolshevik Revolution, were the bankers. That was the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. Where the Rockefellers, Rockefeller Center in New New York. Where the Rothschilds, the City of London, and somebody's in um, in uh, basically Geneva. Um, uh, Switzerland, which is the center of money pretty much for the world. We got to take a break. We're not the center of money here. Trust me. We're the center of common sense knowledge. We're back with more. I might adopt that. I might just steal that whole save right there. The center of common sense knowledge. Back with more common sense after this. Should be common sense that beef should be in your diet on a daily basis. I'm talking about the health and wellness that beef provides, the mental clarity, all of the amino acids, everything that beef gives you that is essential for healthy living. And when you get it in a tender package like Certified Piedmontese, it makes it enjoyable to get something good. CertifiedPiedmontese.com. Welcome back. Rural route, Trent Liz, second half, JC Cole joining us from undisclosed location, New Jersey in a bunker after 18 years in Lafayette. Trent, I got to point out, uh, you know, we, we, we ended the last se- uh, section as um, the center of common sense. You, you live in a town called Hazard. <laughs> right. and, and what is it like in Greenland? Well, you know, <laughs> and you got to wonder about people who live in a town like Babylon, New York, or or Jericho. I go, guys, didn't didn't you read the good book? <laughs> Me myself, I'm I'm thinking about moving out to Amish country to the town of Intercourse. <laughs> yeah, Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Exactly. A lot of good things happening be, there. Right, must be fun. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll turn into, you know, uh, Amish. <laughs> I, I just grew up, you know, every week watching Dukes of Hazard and I wanted to be boss hog, that elitist controlling everything. There. Okay. So well, I went to Hazard, Nebraska. Okay. Well, 
So, so here's an interesting headline. The Secret Service is investigating how cocaine got into the White House. Uh, how about the front door? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see oh. their, their justification though? I, I, I did not. I yeah. Mean, they said, I mean, after an investigation and blah, 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 they said, uh, it's actually cocaine hydrochlorone and it's used for sedation. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Anybody who, who is behind the scenes knows that, um, Bill Clinton was a, a, a coke hound and, and that, uh, George Bush's nickname Poppy didn't didn't stand for being daddy. It standed for the poppy flower. That that the the the, the dark side of the CIA ran in so much drugs through Zapata oil, um, you know, right to to uh, Arkansas where Clinton had it manufactured. Um, you know, this is all going to come out that our leaders were corrupt and and running the drug industry. Um, among other things. Yeah. You know, I know that I've referenced this so many times, JC, but I just can't believe in my own mind that it's happening. We lived on the Rosebud Indian Reservation for five years. I start doing radio. It started to lose tails. And one day in a friend's shop, which happened to be a local gas station on the reservation, this Rosebud Sioux tribal member looks to me and he says, I hear you talking about farmers on the radio. Where do you think they'll put the farmer reservations? And I laughed at him and made a joke about that. And now here we are. Here we are trying to put us on reservations and creating a dependency. Exactly what I saw on the reservation. Create a dependency and then you pretend to be their solution or their their way to get through the dependency. Yes. And and now you you just look at it across the board. There is a a global attack on food. They are hitting it in every area, every area. Um, and and uh, this is this is going to be a real problem. I think we're going to have a man-made famine. Um, and um, you know, and and. Uh, I, I mean, you just look what's on the horizon, the collapse of the entire world fiat currency system while World War III is about to go nuclear, um, while, while, while the Middle East is about to, to start lobbing missiles at each other. Um, I, I don't think there's any real good news, except for that we're able to re, at least report it and get ready. You know, as a kid, I learned in history that the potato famine caused a million people to die in Ireland. And then in 2012, I actually went to Ireland and I talked to some folks that had the real story. And the real story is that a million folks did die from famine. It wasn't because of the potato failure. It was because the crown continued to export the food instead of feeding the people. Which And there was a potato blight, which had a decreased availability of potatoes. But the true death was a man-made famine, like you just described, not created from a natural disaster. But I didn't learn that in history. I had to learn that by going to Dublin, Ireland. Right. Food is a weapon. 
the communists use it, the Nazis used it, we used it, um, and now now it's getting used. And uh, if you unfortunately look at Americans, what less than two percent know how to grow food, um, and again, eighty-seven percent of Americans are on municipal water, and all you have to do is turn off the electricity. And that stops. You got mm-hmm. three days to figure it out. Um, yeah, and and so so it's looking tough. And our our inner cities are just ready to explode. We had a a, a shooting over the Fourth of July weekend in uh, in Philadelphia, where some guy just randomly shot and killed five people. It's interesting to note that. Uh, they they don't say it, but first he was a transvestite black guy who supported on his webpage uh, Black Lives Matter, and it looked like he killed five black people. You know that that just doesn't make it into the news. But what does make it into the news was he was wearing body armor, okay, and had an AR-15 like gun. Yeah. Um, so. So uh, you can imagine that they're going to start drumming that up, that how bad body armor is, um, and uh, um, that they'll try it out a lot. They, now you have to have a permit for it in, I think, Connecticut and, uh, and uh, New York states. Um, Surprised so, you didn't do it at night, JC, with night vision, so we can make that illegal, too. Yes, that's the yeah, and and, and thermal. Don't don't leave yeah. out thermal, right? You know, it's like the uh, you know, and and so the ability to protect yourself is now being outlawed. Um, no precedent for that. No, not at all. Of course, it, it, and you you read some of the headlines, and the headlines, you know, unfortunately, are are sit there are designed for you know to shock and awe. Five dead in Philadelphia and the nation's worst violence around July the 4th, except for July the 2nd, mass shooting, <laughs> mass shooting in Baltimore, where two were killed and 28 were injured. Wasn't there a Texas shooting as well? I think there was. Yeah. So, so our inner cities are ready to erupt. Uh, Martin Armstrong's computer said that it will. We may go to a civil war or some form of war between the people. And, you know, all you have to do is have a shortage of food and, and people do whatever they have to do to, to, to eat. Um, and, uh, you know, which is what we've always been focused on. We do not have food security in this country. Anybody who thinks that we do just doesn't understand math, basically <laughs> math and transportation. Um, well, let me explain to you sulfur and getting into a gaseous form and then leading to acid rain. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so here's a question for Americans who in our country is responsible to create food security we Ooh. the people well actually that's the answer we the people that they because nobody else is doing it the government certainly isn't doing it 
right? No, I'm not saying they're great people in government. They're just bound by by the uh, the system, you know, hogtied that they can't can't do it. You know, the FDA isn't doing it. You know, the USDA isn't doing it. Um, the EPA isn't doing it. So who's creating food oh. security? JC, the EPA is on the other end of the spectrum. Not only are they not doing it, they are creating the challenge and continuing to produce food. In many ways, so. Well, what was, you know, there was, um, it was about five years ago, there was a gold mine. I think it was in uh, someplace near Texas that was, um, you know, closed down and it had a, uh, a holding pool that had a form of uh, cyanide in it. And a, a geologist said that um, this is dangerous, that uh, he could see that um, somebody would release this and create a $5 billion cleanup fund. And lo and behold, one week later, uh, an employee of the EPA accidentally released it and um, and, and dumped uh, cyanide into one of the major rivers, killing killing fish for uh, uh, um, fish and life uh, for a fairly long distance. And the head of the EPA came out and said, "Well, we'll pay, we'll reinforce, uh, uh, reimburse the farmers for their loss." I haven't heard anything on it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, they lie. Yeah. They lie. Actually, I think what we should do is just look at that as. That um um how how would you call it um domestic terrorism by by uh, members of uh, the U.S. government that uh, should be treason and uh, they should be tried with treason and of course we know what uh, uh, fairly tried uh, a jury of their peers and if found guilty hung by the neck. We have people that right now we know are guilty of treason that are still running free, pleading to deals that are lesser. So I don't have a lot of optimism in that coming through. No, but I think it will get real ugly when the, the, the crowd turns, um, you know, the mob turns to uh, justice. Yeah. I'm not supporting it, but boy, when it goes... It's going to be a- I'm going to accuse you of doing predictive programming right here. Roll route. J.C. Cole's got one segment to get his act together and be more positive. We'll find out if he can do it after this. Nobody's been talking about the dangers of the electric supply longer than J.C. Cole. I, for the life of me, do not understand why people don't take seriously the electric and how we continue to discontribute to crippling our energy dependence on something other than the resources we have most abundant. I'm talking about natural gas. I'm talking about coal. We have 800 years of coal left. And instead of embracing the resource that we have, we're trying to eliminate it for good, for perpetuity. To what end? To eliminate the the greenhouse gases, the, the actual plant food that God put in the atmosphere? Let's wake up and recognize that coal is the reliable, affordable source of electricity. Lignite.com for details. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside always cheery and chipper, the fourth Reich guy, not Jim Mars, J.C. Cole. Right. Jim Mars was a real hero. 
You have uh, uh I don't know about Jim Mars. I just know he wrote the book. No, he was he was quite the um quite the good man getting out a lot of information. Um you ought to follow up on some of his books. They're on Audible. But as always, let's let's touch on what happened this week in history of significance. Well, <laughs> Seemed it was a very busy week, right? And the, the before we get to the fourth, let's go for the third. July third, seventeen seventy five. George Washington takes command of the Continental Army in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay, so one of our great leaders um, stepped up to uh, stepped up to bat. All right. And here's another one that that just we 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 forget about. July 3rd, 1861, the Pony Express Mm. arrives in San Francisco with overland letters from New York. So what was that, 150 years ago, maybe? And uh, that that, uh, communication between New York and San Francisco came by a horse riding riding, um, quickly across uh, 3,000 miles and now we're sitting here on Skype <laughs> um, is there anything well first of all it run, that that letter was on a train from New York to St. Joe Missouri probably Kansas City that made its way to St. Joe then it was on a horse from St. Joe to San Francisco but the Pony Express lasted 18 months and yet it is one of the most revered times in our nation's history and it was so inconsequential in communication of the day. I mean, it set us a pattern, but it really didn't do anything. Right. Now, I, I would think that the telegraph got invented fairly yeah. fairly soon after that. <clears throat> right. So then July 3rd, 1863, Battle, Battle of Gettysburg. Largest battle fought on American continent to date. Right. Um, ends in a victory for the Union. Um, uh, and, uh, I just want to correct you. Samuel Morris developed the telegraph in the 1830s and 1840s. So it was already invented. It just wasn't commonplace. Right. That's Didn't interesting. And then, of course, 1859 was the the Carrington event, which was a massive series of solar explosions off the sun that toasted his invention. Right. Um, Basically lit the telegraph uh, stations on fire um, from the uh, extra electricity. And, of course, we've done nothing to protect our infrastructure that I know of uh, from that happening again, and it's overdue. So, so it, to me, it's guaranteed that our uh, our um, electric grid will go down. We simply don't know the day. So, July, which, July which, before you do more history, which brings me to something that last week came out that I'm going to get on today, and that is in my home state of Nebraska, even our governor was championing a new fertilizer plant going in Nebraska and Gothenburg, Nebraska, which I think is a fantastic thing. Anytime we can have more resources and build more infrastructure for food production, I'm all about it. Except what they're championing in this new plant 
is the fact that they're not going to use natural gas. They're going to use electricity to manufacture. And the National uh, Nebraska Public Power District, who has already said they are going to be 25% short of what the electric demand will be in 2025, invested $100 million to get them electricity for this plant that they're bragging about using electricity instead of natural gas, which is cheaper. I'm like, what am I missing here? Well, I thought we were short on electricity. I thought we're decrippling. We're short on electricity, to be clear, because we're eliminating the reliable supplies of resources to produce electricity. And yet we just headlong into this because, like you were talking about in the first segment, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. Um, sometimes you just got to wonder. So, of course, July the 4th, 1776, well, it was the um, Declaration of Independence from Great Britain um, that uh, we we celebrate. Not necessarily the founding of our country. And uh, and then, interestingly enough, July the 4th, 1803, the Louisiana Purchase. Which, I forgot um, that was July the 4th. Which was a, a pretty decent purchase. $15 million. Yeah. And then here's an interesting one. July the 4th. To oh, wait, wait. President. I do know a little tidbit about that that I find fascinating and use in many of my speeches as a talk about how instant we are the 15 million dollar offer was sent by jefferson to bonaparte in april and bonaparte did not learn that it was accepted until august Mm. it's kind of like your pony express story the communication was completely different i mean it's not like he picked up the phone and said hey napoleon (laughs) we'll take that deal right right uh, sounds good. All right. Uh, so, so July the 4th, 1826, two presidents die. Now it's, uh, on the same day, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams um, both die on the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, and both were extremely in- instrumental in its creation. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. And uh, and they, and they of course weren't in communication with each other except by letters, and 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 when they were in office, they were arch enemies, arguing over everything. But afterwards, became very good friends. Um, which seems to work quite often in life. Okay, and there's one for you in Nebraska, July the fourth, eighteen eighty-three, Buffalo Bill Cody. Presents the first Wild West show in North Platte, Nebraska. And of course, took Americana around the world. Still amazing yeah. what he was able to do with the traveling, traveling road show around, right. literally around the world, like you said, pre 1900. Yeah. It's incredible. And of course, they, they allowed him guns. <laughs> yeah. If you remember, didn't he have a, was it Annie Oakley was uh, with him? Was it uh, that? Um, yes, she was. Hey. And of She's course, from uh, Ohio, by the way. 
okay, they know how to shoot in Ohio too, right? Yeah, the her story of her marksmanship as a little girl growing up on a farm in Ohio is pretty incredible. Yeah, and um, and then of course uh, July the fourth, eighteen eighty four. The Statue of Liberty was presented to the United States in Paris. I think we're going to hear more about that. Think so? I think so. Paris might be a topic of more discussion soon. Yes, but not not uh, not for this week. All right. So, uh, Annie Oakley I- was born in Dark County, Ohio. <laughs> we're we're having great names in cities. Yeah, exactly. Days. And her real name was Phoebe Ann Moses. I would have gone to Annie Oakley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phoebe Ann just doesn't doesn't have that ring. Right. And uh wonder what ever happened to her, you know? Might be interesting to find out you know, some of the people in the in the in the Buffalo Bill show where they went, you remember the great uh, Indian uh, chief who, who had passed away in, in London and uh, his, his in-laws found out about it and brought him back home. Annie Oakley befriended Sitting Bull March of 1884 because of a performance in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hmm. Yeah, well, we've got some great history. Unfortunately, we're not being taught it. Yeah, no kidding. Right. I think you stumbled onto one there I need to spend a little more time on. Well, it's not like you don't have anything else to do. (laughs) Yeah, you give me these reading assignments every week. Yeah, true. Right. Yeah, so, so the thing to read up on is what's happening in Europe right now, because it's, uh, I'm afraid we may have um, the start of, uh, well, uh, of the kinetic part of uh, World War III. And, you know, if it, it can go in all directions. And if, uh, if, if the uh, financial system gets taken out for any reason or the electric grid, then pretty much all Americans, um, our life changes dramatically. Life becomes chaotic if people don't have electricity. Because most haven't considered what happened. What do I do if I don't have electricity? This is not, not a thought they've had. What do I do if I turn on the faucet and water doesn't come? They haven't thought about that. Yeah. 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 In fact, um, if they hear you and I talking about it, they think that we're just whack jobs trying to gaslight some situation instead of just trying to challenge people to prepare. Right. It's not like I, I sell generators or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy a generator because of you, though. I will say that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sell. I don't sell books. I don't sell. Actually, I don't sell anything. I even give eggs away to the friends because we have more eggs than we need. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the All way, right. that's a great gift. <laughs> Parting wisdom today is prepare. It's going to get nasty. It's going to get nasty real quick. That'll do it. We've successfully journeyed down the path, connecting food producers to food consumers. The rest is up to you. That's the way it always is. We, the people, need to take the initiative to make it happen. 
For J.C. Cole, I'm Trent Lewis, both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. I want to circle back to the memorial that we saw last night at our parade in Central City, Nebraska. Every small town should do this. It's, it fits right into the line of thinking that the Wall of Honor is the right thing as well. The Wall of Honor is a monitor that's in local businesses. It scrolls through hundreds of individuals who have been a part of maintaining our freedom for this long. It's now up to us. But this way, we pay tribute and give honor to those who got us to this point. TheWallOfHonor.org for full details.